Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School, joined once again by our Head of Schools, Rod Gilbert. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. I mean, do I have a choice, really? No, you I don't. Mean, okay. No, but, you, you know, I still appreciate that you take the time <laughs> to say thank you. We do have a little bit of a studio audience once again today. So if you hear some laughter in the background, it's because we pay them to laugh at our silly <laughs> we jokes. Do. We do. Yeah. Um, we have a little different one today. We're going to talk about a topic that I know is, is near and dear to your heart and is becoming much more so to mine as well, and yeah. that is the concept of entrepreneurship Yeah. yeah. and how it fits into our school. And uh, as we talk about strategic plan and moving forward, that's a word. I yeah, think that it people is. Will, it is. We'll hear quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's because, let me see if I have this right, you want all of our students to graduate and start their own small businesses. Yeah. I've I think if everybody's a food truck or a t-shirt company, right, or maybe a, maybe a, a coffee shop. Okay, yeah, we don't, we don't have enough of those. Yeah, there's so. a, there's a huge lack. Yeah, of, of those. A, no, I, so no, that's not at all. What we mean. Okay, so what do we so mean? I'm glad we're talking. Yeah. About this. So what do we say when we mean entrepreneurship? What what are we talking about? I, I would say if if I could do it shortly, our parents, like the families here for years and years, and the ones I've met here, uh, flow with the spirit of entrepreneurship, risk taking trying hard things. Uh, they're lovely capitalists, which is dear to my heart. And uh, so our, our whole school just flows with this idea of risk-taking, creating new things. And, uh, and our school does too, way, way more than the other two schools I've been a part of. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun for me to learn the DNA that way. And we were talking about how that's been in our DNA. I mean, we could go back to the founding of the school. Yeah, I, I would agree. Really, right? And High then, risk taking. Yeah, and yeah. then the saving of the school. Right, oh, several you know, times. In, uh, I think the meetings 19... in the gym where the families, are, we, we, they don't have the money, and they, they save the school. And, right, and the parents um, that are here cleaning the bathrooms. Oh, gosh. And, it's, uh, it, it's a tr- we're, we're the spirit of a true startup. And then we, we talked as well about the things in the – in the DNA that we're here when you got here, like our oh, senior yeah. business week. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. And so some of your, some of your audience may know about it, but how many years have we done the senior business week? Is it, it's gotta be more than 15, but I don't recall. Definitely. So, okay. so I did it in 2001. Oh, um, and you're old. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm unfortunately getting old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the point now where the kids know I'm old. Yeah. Like it used to be like even five years ago, it was like, are you still in your twenties? And now <laughs> it's like, you gotta be at least 40 something. Right. Uh, so, so I did it in 2001 and sure. I remember it happening when I was in middle school in like the mid nineties. Okay. So it's at least that old. So it's just more than half um, the school life. Yeah. yeah. So um, what was your pro? So every, there was a group, you yeah. create a product and, and I want you to confess, uh, what, what was your, because I've, I've seen the last three years, great products. Great, it's, I, I, it's a, there's a great spirit. So what was yours? Are you going to, you're going to make me admit this? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I want to, so, I want to um, catalog for so, history. All right. I was, and this, this will come up actually in our, our conversation on entrepreneurship. I was an overachiever in school. Like I'm a, I was all I've heard about, that. You know, the yeah. grades and the, all that stuff. And by the time I was a senior, I was like the second semester, I was a little burnt out. And so me- That's what happens to overachievers. Yeah, exactly, right? So me and uh, and a couple of my buddies who were in the same boat, um, like one of whom went to Stanford, one of whom went to Harvard Law, they were smarter than me. Like I was lucky to be around these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sort of said, we don't really want to go all out for this, okay? So we were a little cheeky. And That doesn't um, surprise me. And our business was lemonade. We had a lemonade stand. Oh, like and, the little four-year-olds in my neighborhood. Right, but here's the thing. Then it got closer, and we were like, oh, man, everyone's going to laugh at us if we really just do this. So we did this, like, homemade raspberry, blackberry lemonade stuff, which was awesome, okay? But but it, the whole thing was foolish because we had to make it by hand. So, like, 
it totally was counter to our idea of like we're not gonna go all out. Like so, we <laughs> find ourselves on uh, every night like at my buddy's house like squeezing the lemonade and mixing the stuff, and it was like we just we failed this all the way around. Anyway, yeah. uh, we actually did we did quite well. Now I will say that the businesses have increased in scale quite uh, a bit since then. Like yes. like we all had like a little table. Right, yeah, with a sign. It, it, it feels like a county fair. Now. So, what do you find now when you come for Senior Business Week? So, what I what I enjoy is the spirit of the kids and their hard work, and I think a lot of it is sort of inventory control and their creativity, and it's usually some kind of food product and some kind of clothing is right. the number one choice. So, yeah. it's like a really fun food court with hoodies. Yeah, and 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 the the, the sixth graders love it. A yeah. lot of alums show up for it, and. Uh, for me, it's it's a communal highlight for the year. Oh, no question. And the and the, and the, the seniors know it, and they're burnt out and done. Yeah. And, and it's it's a nice sort of fanfare way to end. Well, end and the I, I I do love seeing all the alumni. I love come it. back for I love it. it. Yeah. Um, but but just to paint the picture, I mean, now we're at people are like constructing wooden oh. stands. Oh, it's and, it's uh, elaborate. You know, there's dunk tanks. Oh and yeah. There's online Basketball ordering. Goals there's and... a lower school system for parents to pre-order yeah. food. Yeah. Like it's grown. It has it has. It has scaled up well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so with that said, now we kind of have an idea for entrepreneurship, right? Sure. Which there is a business component, but there's also this this sort of healthy risk taking, like self starter yeah. piece to it, right? Like we yeah. want students who graduate from here with kind of the gumption yeah. to have an idea. It could be business, could be nonprofit, could be mission, yeah. could be, but without that fear of like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Right? Like of like, okay, let's figure this out. Yeah. So what does that look like to you? Why, why is that important to you in this world? Uh, so th- a lot of reasons. I think at the top of it, kids need to be challenged. And if, if you can convince a child that they can achieve more than they think they can. That what what happens is you put them through risk taking events as children and then as middle schoolers and high schoolers. And what you're really building in them is a resilience to um, acting on things and then suffering some consequences when they fail mm-hmm. and then recovery. And so that's what I would call it's an entre- entrepreneur like trait. It's a, it's a trait yeah. of the entrepreneur that, that flows among a lot of our families and employees. And, and I think for us to capitalize on that has huge rewards in the future so that when we graduate students, they're not, wait, they're not like fill-in-the-blank kids. Right. And, well, is it on the test kids? And I, and I understand the, the anxiety with testing. I don't want to sure. take away from that. But I would prefer more graduates uh, in the future be willing to take more risks and then when they just fall flat on their face then they recover from it and they go wow that hurt and it the, the wound smarted but I, but I can learn from it pretty rapidly and recover it's like an NFL quarterback throwing a touchdown yeah I heard one of them say he would throw a touchdown and the cameras are on him and in his head he would say yeah but now what yeah and and uh, it, that quarterbacks in the NFL are quite phenomenal at recovering they have to recover fast yeah. and so it's a, there's a good lesson there. We always tell our, our defensive backs when we play football, you know, the guys who cover yeah, the receivers, yeah, like you give up a touchdown, you got to have a short memory because you got to oh. get back out there. Yeah, that's right? good. That's good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so so I'll, I mentioned at the start yeah. how this has become more important to me as well. And yeah. I shared a little bit like I yeah. was the kid who was the grades, the tests, yeah. you know, like a, like a, a B plus was like an F. Right. B plus to and, me was an A plus. Yeah. I was so, one of those. So like a B plus was like what I do wrong. 
you know. Yeah. And um, that didn't serve me well yeah. when I got into the real world. Like, I found I, myself I, at I 25 understand. facing this adversity and sort of like, well, no one's going to tell me how to do this thing. Like, someone's yeah. going to tell me how to do this so that then I can be great at it. Yeah. That's how life works, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, since, have had this awesome journey <laughs> of like, you figure stuff out. You, you mm-hmm. try stuff. That's how it works. Um, but but I, I resonate with what you're saying about having graduates who, who graduate mm-hmm. with a little more of that, right? Yeah. Um, and so how do we do that? Well, I, I wish I could just tell every student, you get an A, and let's stop talking about grades. Uh, what I've found, the very high achievers like you're describing, and, and, you know, is they're so concerned about getting exactly right that they're afraid of getting anything wrong. And that, that theme was actually picked up by a Stanford academic dean, and she ended up writing a book on it called How to Raise an Adult, hmm. which is not in my stack, but when you were talking, it's... it's uh, we, it, we're, we're long-term Santa Fe Eagles are, are better off if we sort of punch them in the gut and let them learn some hard lessons and actually struggle with things. Yeah. And uh, they stretch those muscles of recovery. I mean, you have it, but it was harder for you to get um, in your teenage years. And, but yeah. you're, you're really, you're, in all your loveliness as a man, right, that was a struggle for you. And, yeah. it, and you're normal. Like most kids struggle with that. It's, it's abnormal to want to be a, a failing teenager like right. that that would yeah that's that doesn't make it's, any sense it's counterintuitive right i mean no yeah. one's going to willingly sign up for it no that's why they have mentors in their life yeah. that's why they have mom and dads in their lives yeah. and and uh, a phrase i was told years ago was am, am i as a father or as a head am i preparing my child for the path or am i mm. preparing the path for the child and yeah. the challenge was if I'm always five steps ahead, getting all the rocks out of the way, so they have an easy path, they're, eventually they're going to fail outside of my care. Yeah. And uh, so, as a head, I've looked for ways to uh, move the children and teenagers toward more independence, so that we can really see what they can do. Yeah. That, that's why I, I think the word entrepreneurship, like, is so beautiful in this context for kids to learn how to try hard things. And uh, learn learn the scaffolding of whatever a system is around them, yeah. and then uh, work to achieve at it, and and never ever ever play the victim to something because that that doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, I I can think of you know several of my classmates who had this much more than me who mm-hmm. and it's not just a business thing but you know yeah. one started a ministry in Africa wow. right. Wow. Um, that is entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like you're going somewhere from scratch yeah. and building something that has an impact on people. You got to figure yeah. out the policies, the politics, yeah. the, the the personalities, navigation. right? All of that, um, yeah. which which is really powerful in a ministry context, yeah. As yeah. well. Okay, so you do have some books here in true well, Rod fashion. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I, I read like they're my friends, and uh, I uh, when I when I saw that this was our topic I just started rehearsing them head or what what's had the biggest impact on me so I just threw a couple of books out that some I've read quickly and some there's one of them that's actually so dirty because it it literally wrote on the back of our Honda CRV when the kids were little and uh, so I, I'll I'll pull out I'll just mention that one first okay but, um, so Angie and I when the kids were little um, a guy named Bob Barnes is a psychologist a Christian psychologist somewhere down in Florida and he gave a at our Providence Baptist Church. He was the speaker. And this one, Ready for Responsibility, How to Equip Your Children for Work and Marriage, really affected us. It was how to develop chores and, you know, how to how to build into them a sense of fun work ethic, yeah. not just for the allowance. And 
and uh, how to correct them when they don't do well at it. And, You're uh, looking at me because you know I have a six-year-old. And You're going to love this I'm, book. I, I'm getting the message of that's the one I need to walk out of here I, with. I think if I had one parenting book out of all parenting books. Out of all parenting books. Uh, for me personally. Okay. It's just my story. But I, it, it really helped Ancient I sort of frame up what does it mean to move the kids to be less and less dependent on us and more dependent on our Lord and their walk and their ability to do things. And one of the lessons from that was um, um, Bob Barnes and a guy named Roseman, I can't remember, some Roseman psychologist, challenged us to stop looking at report cards. And it was a result of that book. And uh, we have not looked at a report card since our children were in fourth grade. Wow. We just stopped looking. And, and your kids are okay. They, they're fine adults they, <laughs> because of their mother. And... <laughs> But I think it's at least ten percent you. Maybe. Okay. But there, but to never, we have not looked at one report card since fourth grade. Wow. And we had a, a little a relational system in our home, of well, this education is yours, and so we had a rule of if they make below a eighty three, on the, any major assignment, they had to just talk about it over dinner, and what was their plan, and did they need money for a tutor, and we started that at age nine. Okay. And uh, it it. it it's every time I say this to families and coffees, moms and dads like start to perspire. I, I mean, I'm like, sweating right now, Rob. Yeah, it's a psychosomatic it's, response. I've had hundreds of people go, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not even, that's, a, that's the thing that we did. But the, the, the principle is you and your home moving them toward independence from mom and dad and dependence on their Lord. And their ability to go do things. So, and, and, and this uh, is this is a good segue into you know advice for parents on this mm-hmm. because I, it, like philosophically, when people have said this before, it's easy in my head to be like, oh yeah, totally, I see totally. how that works. But okay. to do it, so I find myself last year looking at the kindergarten like map scores. Oh, those are like if they get them wrong, they can't right? be president and it's like, states. It's yeah, like, that's... well, wait a sec, what is she behind? Is she? Look, like what it says that you know her, yeah. the average was this, and she mm-hmm. is she what happened? I thought she was like I'm yeah. like I'm catching myself already with my mm-hmm. five year old at the time, <laughs> right? Like what do we got to do? What what does this mean? Yeah, and so, so you were how, becoming a day trader as a yeah, parent, right? Yeah, exactly. It's exhausting and it doesn't work. So how how do we as parents like what are some things we can do to help us to let this go a little bit? I well I gave you my little anecdote of anything below an 83 okay. they had to tell us and yeah. if they didn't tell us and we found out later then there were negative so, consequences so there's a security built in yeah. against against you know total failure of course where, okay yeah right. we, and we we went through those right but the the goal wasn't straight a's or even b's i didn't care the and the goal was for them to fall in love with their journey of learning and not let a system of grades get in the way and um and I, I, I didn't come up with that. I mean, I was challenged to do that. Yeah. And, and Angie and I did it with a lot of fear and trepidation. And, uh, but it, I'm tying it back to this concept of entrepreneurship-like behaviors. Like um, uh, kids that learn how to be slowly more and more independent from mom and dad fixing things. Yeah. And more and more dependent on the Lord Jesus Christ and their own, uh, the philosophers call it moral agency, mm-hmm. to go attack a problem and, and figure it out. Is, uh, it, it, it's the ultimate spirit of being a human, of uh, the, the, the engagement with the world, 
uh, taps into the Imago Deo. Like that, that's one of the words that's come up a lot in our, yeah. that will come up in our strategic plan and, and it will forevermore. It will, it's an important yeah. thing. So, so and, and I'll just, and again, I'm, I'm not um, as scholarly on the Bible as you are having been through seminary, Yeah. but I think about the story of the apostles, oh. right? And um, so Jesus dies on the cross, rises again, yeah. goes goes off to heaven, yeah. and then you know the twelve, yeah. or you know the eleven plus plus one more. Really, it was of course more than that, but yeah. they go off to all the ends of the earth on they their do. own, right? They, they each do. kind of build their own ministries from they scratch do. in different places. They do. I mean, that's a version of the entrepreneurship it, that we're it talking is. about. It is high risk taking, and politics were against them. Sure, we we actually have soft politics in America right now. I, we feel oppressed sometimes, but compared to third world countries, mm-hmm. we've, you know, our system's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, those guys were really up in an uphill battle for a long time. Yeah. 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 Well, when we talk about entrepreneurship, another book that um, I, I put on here, like I give a copy of the, this is a leather bound little pocket version of the U S constitution. And I give it, I give copies away all the time. And, um, uh, and I just keep some in my office. And the, the reason that's so important is there's something beautiful about this American uh, free market capitalism. We're in a regulated society. My, um, my undergrads in economics and my master's mm-hmm. in divinity. And I, I just love the idea of harnessing an economic system for good. And uh, so I, I had a friend of mine, he's actually a dad here, who said he moved from his country to America because of the U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. They, he said that in his country... He could create a company, but because there was there was not enough rule of law, it could be stolen, or he had to use payoffs. In the you know, in, in, yeah. it was a criminal system that was actually in charge in his country. Payoffs is a nice way for saying bribes. Bribes, and and that was the system. And yeah. he said, here in America, you can create a company. I think it's like three to six months to go from concept to LLC. I've actually never done one. I've a lot of friends and parents yeah. here, but. He came to this country because, and he's now a citizen. I got to give him a copy. Awesome. And, uh, but he said here he can create a company, and then three to six months the LLC's live, and then it, as it grows, some fail. He's had some fail, but when it grows, now he has this entity that's resulted from uh, capitalism of investment, and then now he's created a thing of value that he could sell or let it perpetuate. And, yeah. and he said the American system provides that for him. And yeah. so when I think about our kids here, I just, the, the graduates here, the, the, the opportunities available to them in these uh, 50 states are some of the best ever. They, they really can go create things of value. And then they're protected by this. They, there is a protection there. It's not perfect. I mean, that'd be weird. Of course. Yeah. But, um, but it's beautiful. So. And I mean, there's an argument that the Constitution itself was an example of entrepreneurship. Gosh, yeah. I mean, it was a, a, a brand yeah. new system. It was a startup. It was a, let's try it. It had some failures that, you know, oh, had amendments, yeah. and it yeah. survived for, you know, 200 and, and, and a lot of years at this point in time. Uh, and, we, um, and we're all thankful for it. Yeah. And, and warts and all. It's it's a beautiful system. And uh, I want to highlight another book for okay. you. I, so a few years ago... The, By the way, if I, if I read... All of the books that you have, like my reading list is like two years long at this Well, point. some I read slowly. Like this one was the one that was probably the back of the CRV for years. That's why yeah. it's nasty. This one I sped read. And, uh, but the, um, this one is written, this is called The Human Advantage, uh, The Future of American Work 
in an age of smart machines. So I've talked to half a dozen parents hmm. that are creating companies or CEO of companies or they work at companies in this uh, biotech corridor here yep. who are harnessing the latest and best at uh, robotics and AI and uh, the medical field. And uh, I think that sometimes when we watch too many movies like Terminator <laughs> or... Um, you know, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or like iRobot. I was just going to say, what's I, the Will was, Smith one? Oh, Will, I, love, I love that I movie. Love, I love that movie when the when the robot tells his mom, you know, yeah. oh, you know so good. stay inside for your safety. Right. I, I got goosebumps. Yeah, but that's a great the, um This guy is actually uh, a Christian, and he was a fellow at the Discovery Institute. The Discovery Institute specializes in intelligent design theory as a, mm-hmm. as a Christian theory on the origin of man. And um, he has a PhD from Princeton. And... Um, He's saying that because of the Imagio Deo, because of God's implanting that we actually have his image in us, that we should look at the next adventure of the next 20 years of civilization as one of the best ever. Because Christians, and well, even not Christians, but we, we understand the teleology of the end. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's all yeah. Christ's earth. And so he, his argument is now is a grand time to be in fields with AI and robotics and to harness those things for good. And uh, I would say, you know, my grandfather was a farmer and he harnessed the technology of the day sure. to farm. Right? Yeah. He did more than his great grandfather. And so I think if we teach the kids to look with this grand adventure of the future, that they can try new things and, and not be afraid and not let the the really cool science fiction scare them. Like yeah, I, I've I, got like twelve other robot movies, like RoboCop, oh, right? Like that's oh another podcast. Gosh. We just we RoboCop. You know, I even Wally is one of my Wally. Oh my gosh, the fat people on that ship is are hilarious. But, yeah, but um, I so I I would want the kids to our students and our families to understand the value of this next adventure. So the reason I brought this book is that this other one uh, was given to me by an entrepreneur at my last school. And uh, I don't know what the stat is. I've read it in the Wall Street Journal. I'm sure somebody, some parent knows it. But there's some high percentage of jobs that exist now that didn't exist 20 years ago. And so the job market that our, our little ones will be when they're, you know, when our five-year-olds are 25 and 30, most of them will have jobs that we've not, in, that hmm. civilization hasn't yep. even invented yet. And yep. so... What we want to do with an, with a Christian education is to teach skills that create value, and and uh, entrepreneur like skills to recover and find things and create things out of nothing, and either they're going to create a company or a product or they're going to work on a team that's trying to solve a problem. Yeah. And and so if if we just accept the fact that the beautiful fact that the the job market in the next twenty years will be different and interesting, then I think the kids face it with some real excitement yeah. and, uh, but that, that goes yeah. back to why I want the, yeah. the, the themes in our curriculum that it, it's already, I would say it's above average, but you know, we're only 40 something years old as a school. Right. And that means that the next five to 10 years, I think all of us can respond to let's make it better. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't even, I've not even conceived of how to advance the business week. I have some ideas, but the curriculum around it and then how that vertically aligns there's certain entrepreneurship themes that I would actually want to see, like that I know that they're vertically aligned down to the lower grades. All right, so just so people, uh, <laughs> just I want to make sure they they see the book. It's called The Coming Jobs War by Jim yeah. Clifton, and um, and I, it's funny. Just as 
listening to you talk, it's it's almost like there's this old antiquated notion of like you go to school and you learn a trade and you do that trade for yeah. 50 years because that's yeah. your skill. That's yeah. what makes that's you marketable. It's a guild skill, a guild and kind system. Kind of what we've been in this shift to and what our kids will be even more so, yeah. what you're saying is more important than the trade or the skill that you learn is this ability to reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. to go out and, you know, okay, the world's changing. Where can I make a difference? Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be important to our kids in employment as much as the specific skill oh my gosh, that they're yeah. learning. Yeah, transferable skills. Yeah. And to not be afraid of it. Yeah. To, to not be afraid. Yeah. And, and to see every day is the new opportunity as a Christian to, to, go, to go explore. So the, the, these things, the, it gets me excited about the future of the school and the applicability of the Christian worldview as it, like all these things are theologically tied to scripture. Yeah. And uh, that we, um, Christ is a creator, that's in Colossians 1.15. He is the, he's the preeminent creator of all things. And um, therefore, since we have his image, we get to go create. And so for little ones, like I saw the kids painting yesterday, the art class and, and a business week, and there's all kinds of little creative things happening. Sometimes people equate creative with the arts, yeah. but I would, I would equate, equate creativity with everything from how the linemen position their hips to push the other big guy down. Yeah. Like there's creativity there. The, of course the, the art, the uh, drama program and the musicals, but even just in the way that, uh, the creative way to solve a advanced math problem, and for the kids to see it as their their interest and desire to go solve it creatively and uh, not be afraid of failure. Yeah. So anyway, I keep saying that theme over and over and over. It's important because I think it, I yeah. think it's the one of the hottest ones, and I yeah. think that we as parents struggle with uh, our kids getting too bruised up. Yeah. I, I I I had I had a difficult time with it. Yeah, uh, but. But and, we learned through. I'm, I'm already learning, so do I. Yeah, well, your, your kids are perfect, <laughs> so, and so you, oh, won't, man. you won't have this problem. Yeah, the cameras are on, right? Yeah, they're, thankfully, my wife's perfect. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm aware uh, of that. I met her. The kids yeah. have a ways to go. I love them, but yeah. they have a ways to go. Okay, so last question. Sure. We've talked a lot about Senior Business Week. Yeah. Uh, if you were going to have one, like if you were going to have a senior business yourself. If I myself. Yes. Oh, if what I are got you to thinking, like, be. What, like, like, let's say we said, hey, Mr. Gilbert is also going to have a business this year at Senior Business Week. Oh. What's your, what's your best idea Gosh. that would just, you know. That's blowing my mind. Well, that's my job here yeah. is to ask I've questions. Not, I've not thought of that. I, uh, you know, I, I would probably try to, my, I would probably try to tackle something that I've never tackled before. Okay. Instead of doing something that's in a comfort zone. Okay. I okay? love that so answer. Because if, if I'm true to what I'm saying, so. I'm not uh, tool oriented. My uh, my son is. My son has a tool orientation. Yeah. I would go and find. I would want to partner with some students that are tool oriented, like three D printing or yeah. something like that, and, and harness some kind of unique three D printing thing for me personally, and then me get to learn from that group. And I and what can I add to that little group that's unique? Like what can I add to the group to make the group better? But um, I would I would want to try something that I've never tried before, okay. and so for me to actually be in a group with tools would be contradictory to everything that I am. I'm a 
You're not the guy that like when the toilet breaks, you fix it. No, I no, I, I'm a man. That's uh, okay. Because yeah, because I I mean <laughs> I am a man. <laughs> I mean I am not good with tools, Rod. I'm just gonna say that. Well, so. I like I I built goat houses at our I built porches. I repaired our septic tank. This is where this yeah. is what people do. Matt, so. Matt Hannon makes fun of me for how quickly I will call a repair he, person. He should, but you'll I learn. Mean, You're learning. I'm You're trying. Le- don't give yourself a trying. break. Just go to Home Depot every Saturday. and find the Just oldest walk guy around, walk around until with. I get comfortable. Yeah, I did that okay. in my 20s at work. <laughs> and uh, but I I think I think finding a group that is pushing in a direction that I'm not comfortable with will actually be yeah. more fun for me than me trying to drive it. Yeah. And uh, then I'd like to see what they come up with. Okay. You know. Well, thank you, Rod. Cheers. This was fun. I enjoyed uh, it. Well, thank you again for listening to our Eagle Perspective podcast. And if you'd like to watch our podcast, you can find us on YouTube. You can also keep listening to our podcast on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, and other places where podcasts are available. We will catch you next time.